Hi y'all, welcome to the Girls That Strap podcast, a podcast sharing the stories of inspirational females in STEM. Hello, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for coming on to the Girls Let's Shop podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. Yeah, um, thank you so much for having me. As someone who is the co-founder of a podcast, um, and also I just like talking, I'm super psyched to be here and yeah, to like have a conversation about STEM and climate activism and everything that you're going to ask me today. So to start off the episode, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Elizabeth Schwartz. I go by Liz. Um, I also go by Liz Manuel Miranda because I'm a writer, director, performer, and um, a social impact entrepreneur. Um, And above all, I consider myself a storyteller. I love bringing people together through creative writing and through entrepreneurship, especially in the nonprofit world. And I'm currently the NYC Youth Poet Laureate and the um, Northeast Regional Ambassador. Um, So one of the National Youth Poet Laureate finalists representing um, New York and also other places on the East Coast. And yeah, I love hanging out with my friends. I love reading. I love oat milk. Um, And I love creating above all. And yeah oh also i'm from i'm from new york (laughs) that sounds fantastic and can i just add i love oat milk too i mean in my coffee elizabeth you are the co-founder of bridge to literacy so tell us what is bridge to literacy and also why did you start this nonprofit organization so Bridge to Literacy is a UNESCO-recognized U.S. Department of State-funded nonprofit um, that fosters a love of language literacy in kids from under-resourced communities around the world. And so we've connected over 150 volunteers and students um, alike across six continents, across 24 countries and 23 states. Um, and so we connect high school volunteers to students around the world. And so they don't just learn literacy, but they also develop um, and appreciation for the language and for creativity and also cultural appreciation, learning about each other's cultures. Um, Over half of our volunteers are from outside the US. Um, And so we've definitely come a long way since we, um, me and my friend co-founded it in 2019. And on that note, we started Bridge Literacy. Well, I always like to say that Bridge Literacy began with B because I, was a huge spelling bee nerd. I competed in the National Spelling Bee in 2018. And also, I remember in elementary school, so unlike my middle school, it didn't have as many um, economic resources. And so um, even though I was incredibly grateful for the opportunity, like I had an amazing time. I got to meet new people. I got to make friends. I was able to Um, expand my vocabulary and my public speaking skills but millions of kids who did get to compete for for those millions of kids there were also millions of kids and even more who weren't able to because of financial barriers because maybe 
there wasn't enough emphasis on literacy due to lack of funding within the school system. And so initially it was supposed to be um, free spelling mentoring, which is what it was. Um, and then with the pandemic and everything, and also just with, this is a statistic from the UN, 617 million kids out of school are like not um, engaging with lessons. And so we decided that it was, we should start from a more um, holistic approach. We should lay the foundation of literacy, um, but doing so through one-on-one -on -one lessons that were hands-on and fun. And um, since they're led by high school students and not like 40-year-old teachers, it was a lot easier for the students and the volunteers to connect. And so in addition to increasing access to education, we also wanted to create this community that was welcoming and, and nurturing. Wow, Elizabeth, you are truly inspirational. I mean, 2019, so it's been three years of just full-on advocacy work and inspiring others. That sounds so amazing. Thank you. So moving forward, I want to state how even the littlest things in life change people and change society, as cheesy as it sounds. And with this concept in mind, how has Bridge to Literacy changed you as an individual? I think it definitely made me redefine what I thought leadership was initially. I remember at the beginning, um, as a youth-led organization, there was a lot of pressure to, you know, stay on top of things and um, to expand and communicating outreach. So I learned that it's okay um, to keep asking if you need something. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to rely on other people. And most of all, it's okay to sort of like, like you, you deserve a yes. Like you deserve like the best opportunities. Um, and like, obviously like make sure you're doing it respectfully. Like always like write your emails, like, and be sincere about it. And also um, thank the people who are giving you their time because that also requires like a sacrifice from them. But also just like, remember that like nothing is too big of an ask as long as you're doing it respectfully. And also that you are deserving of success and of connection. And so um, especially like for grants, like companies like have so much money like they, um, and that's something important to remember, like never um, limit yourself. But also like for me, it was really gratifying to see something that you created go from like a couple students at your club to this international organization. Um, and especially when we got our first grant from the US Department of State, um, that was another sign that we were doing something amazing. And one of my favorite events from Virtual literacy was our electronic drive that we had in May of last year, and it was our first in-person event. It was the first event, really. Um, the world was coming back from the pandemic. We had hybrid school, and so it was also like really emotional, but really great to like um, get together with people and yeah, just um, do something great for the community of collecting. Um, used or old electronic devices to send to kids to increase literacy access. Sounds fantastic. Now, Elizabeth, your advocacy work doesn't end here. You have also co-founded Astrolit, which we would love to learn more about in your own words. So tell us the whole gist. What is Astrolit and why did you co-found it? 
Yeah, so Astrolit is an international literary journal slash podcast slash community that brings together writer that brings together writers from all over the world, um, and especially with an emphasis on embracing your cultural identity and embracing your identity in general and the parts that make you unique and your lineage and also your future. Um, and so I created with my friends from the Between the Lines International Writing Program at the University of Iowa and. We felt that even though there were a bunch of literary journals out there, maybe writing programs, there wasn't really something that like brought people together um, in like a kind of like non-competitive environment. So that's why we started Astrolit. And we also wanted to explore, you know, our relationship with writing, our relationship with um, with mental health and with navigating all of that. And so we started a podcast as well. And we interviewed um, the former National Youth Poet Laureate Mira Desgupta. Um, Brianna McGavin, Sophie Barron, who's the um, founder um, of The Conversationalist. And yeah, we really wanted to highlight youth voices um, in a way that we only could. Um, and yeah, we started that in August 2020. So like a few months, a month after we graduated the program. And right now, um, we're focusing on the literary journal. We have a um, quarterly issues. And so every quarter we select a new theme um, and then people respond to that theme and then we're able to honor writers um, with monetary awards, but also by um, publishing them and getting their work recognized um, in the way that it deserves. Now, moving away from literature, let's move on to STEM and quite literally the word. In STEM, what is your favorite initial? So S for science, T for technology, E for engineering, or M for math. Which one is your favorite? Hmm. I think, honestly, I think science just because it's so versatile. Like I, I used to be in the science engineering research program at school. Like while I do have like, um, I really respect everyone at STEM and like I appreciate it a lot but it's just like um like I'm a humanities kid but like also as someone who is really passionate about business um the social sciences like psychology neuroscience like um you know like um a lot of that you learn in economics like whether you're majoring in it or if you're an entrepreneur you need to know consumer psychology behavioral psychology um also like for um with the climate crisis, like environmental science, like knowing that it's like so important. And yeah, I just love how like um, open it is and like accessible um, it is so that like I, S is my favorite letter. Now, moving forward with the next question, as a climate activist, what would you say to people who believe that climate change is not a real phenomenon that is happening currently in the world? Now, for me personally, I think, honestly, it's quite absurd because it's been proven multiple times by multiple scientists around the world that it is in fact true. Climate change is a real valid thing that is going on. And so in your opinion, um, in, in your own words, what would you say to people who believe that climate change is, is fake? I would say, a lot of times ignorance comes from fear. Um, sometimes it just comes to like people are 
um, afraid to face reality, or maybe um, there's a belief ingrained in them that they don't want to challenge. And so I would ask first, what is it that is stopping you from believing that climate change is real? And um, even though there's tons of evidence confirming that it is, what is stopping you? Is it the economic considerations? Is it your personal economic situation? Is it that you've been taught that it doesn't matter? Um, is it because of your, you've been taught that this is a political issue and not like a human, human issue, like affecting everyone? So first explore that and then like do research, but also like climate art is really important because um, it's really hard to like sit through like 20 page long research papers, like even if you are, um, you know, like a student. And so, yeah, just making sure that it comes from a place of empathy um, and also urgency, like once you realize that, oh, okay, this is an issue, like what do I do about it? Like, um, how can I learn more? I completely agree. 